Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, the podcast where we watch and review a random Christmas episode to determine whether or not it's a Christmas classic. I'm Chris, and you know him, you love him, or you love to hate him. It's my co-host Brian. Please love me. And John. <laughs> I already know you don't like me. It's cool. <laughs> no, 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 no. They just, they just love to hate you. It's different. It's different, I swear. <laughs> Podcast heel. Hey, got him. <laughs> podcast heel <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what this derailment's all been now i'm gonna heel turn and just talk about a different episode of television what i guess that's what oh, i do all my god that's what I do my god literally. think about everyone else's families <laughs> so the best thing about memento and I, <laughs> chris is finally the twist broke. coming <laughs> by god dude he's like just just a side note he sucks at wrestling commentating as an old man it's awful. If you watch the new thing with Jim Ross, he makes me sad. <laughs> oh, Wait, what? I'm, what Ross. the hell are we talking about? The Jim Ross, like, by Brian. God, by God, he's broken Keep him in up. half. Oh, I've actually finally taken oh, over. Boy. We're talking about wrestling. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, no, hold on. Hold on. I got to Google something. Um, Just Google, like, Mankind Undertaker. Wrestling. Uh, Amber Moon is now head trainer of wrestling. No, no, that's not. <laughs> I like that. That was the first thing you found was something about Amber Moon. <laughs> it's it's Ember Moon, but oh Ember, Ember uh, yeah. yeah. I was like, that Ember. doesn't yeah. sound quite. Yeah, right. you fucking yeah. idiot. But don't support WWE products unless you're like you know hardline right winger. They don't need a lot of money to bad places. Good to know. Other things, yeah. Nice. Uh, that's, I mean, dude's wife was the chairman of like small business development or something for this administration. So yeah. yeah. All right. I will I will cease my derailment. <laughs> uh, I will yield the floor. And I will try and re-rail us. If I, I yield the rest of my time. Phrase to, please don't re-rail me ever again. <laughs> I yield the rest of my time to the narrator. <laughs> well, if you couldn't tell, we are uh, getting somewhat close to the end here as we start our final five episodes today. And... Uh, I'm sure you out there are all feeling that Christmas countdown is feeling real, real right now. Real, real. We have uh, just over a week to go. How are you guys feeling? Super fucking pumped. We're within that time frame where I'm very excited. Same as always. No emotional change. I just need to wrap up work, which is going to come in just a few days as it's a Tuesday. So just going to ride out the rest of this week and then I'm just going to be full steam ahead. Just ready ready for it yeah yeah dude maybe i just need to like add excitement to my christmas somehow maybe that's how i'll like it yeah cocaine maybe helps I'll gamble on the crit yeah i mean obviously <laughs> cocaine you act like i do christmas a different way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe i'll gamble on the christmas basketball games or something then i'll be a little more invested in the 25th <laughs> you know what's really kind of helped me april's goddaughter and her goddaughter's sister are very young and I've been doing, mm. we've been doing Christmas morning at their place the last couple of years. And it has been very early morning since they are young. And you remember, I remember what time I got up. 
It's very early. Despite that, it is still so much fun to celebrate Christmas with kids who still honestly believe in Santa. Kids are cool for Christmas. Uh, like, just got, because we have the big family Christmas pile. So we get to see all the all the small children. They're kind of like aging out of it, though. But they were they were dope for a second when they were just getting like real stoked about opening Beyblades. <laughs> Didn't we all? Beyblades were amazing. Beyblades slay. Kids really do make the difference. So I mean, we my family like everyone kind of aged out, and then a couple years ago, my my cousins started having kids, and all of a sudden, and like the first year or two, like okay, they're a baby. Like what what matters? But when they get to that like two or three year old age, when they finally start like wrapping their head around what Christmas is and they start getting super jazzed about like, oh, look, all these people are here. And oh, look, there are all these presents. And like it is just so much fun and just like reignites something within you that you didn't realize wasn't there anymore. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. It's just so much fun. And it's just such a different kind of fun because the other kind of fun that we had before kids were reintroduced to Christmas in our lives is something that I think we'll talk about later in this episode. That's true. I mean, it's very apt that we are talking about kids because it, it relates in a big way to what we watch for today's episode of the podcast. If this is your first time joining us, we only have two rules for what we watch on this podcast. And one is that it's a TV episode that has at least a little bit something to do with Christmas. And two, it's really easy to stream so that you all can watch along with us. And so today, the episode selector has gifted us with... Nice Capades from Bob's Burgers. And it originally aired on November 15th, 2015. And it is the fifth episode of season six, which you can find on Hulu if you'd like to watch it for yourself. But if you haven't had a chance to, we've already watched it, and we'll tell you a little bit about what has happened in it. It'll save you so much time. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> 22 minutes by listening to an hour-long podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do here. That's how it rolls. We make the magic happen. Here's a little bit about what happened. After getting on the wrong side of the mall Santa, the Belcher kids go into full panic mode, thinking they won't get any presents for Christmas. To make amends and prove to Santa that they're good kids, Louise comes up with the idea to put on an ice show highlighting all the nice things they did that year. Or a nice capades, if you will. With help from Bob, Linda, Teddy's Jewish hockey team, and the fish odors, the kids manage to put on the show. But when it comes time for Louise's big number, her conscience gets the better of her and admits to the mall Santa she wasn't as good as she appears. However, her siblings, parents, and even the Santa himself assure she's nice in ways she doesn't even realize, and is rewarded with a goldfish from Santa on Christmas morning. That was, that was yeah. It was a great coherent. summary. Yeah. This episode was coherent. Yes, it, it was. made <laughs> sense, and everyone had fun watching it, so it's a little different than what we usually do here. Oh, man. It's, Bob's Burgers is a comedy for the people, for everybody. It's incredible. I love it. This is an episode that I think more so, this is the 16th episode of television we have watched for this podcast. And I think out of everything, this is the one I feel the most confident saying, this is fun for the whole family. Oh, yeah. Like, no ifs, ands, buts about it. This is a good episode of television. It's a good Christmas episode. And whether you have little kids or adults, 
I think you could watch this as a family and have everyone enjoy it. Can confirm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, man. You, yeah, for sure. I. <laughs> this might be one of the more agreeable episodes that we come together on. I'm offended by none of it. Zero things right. offended me this episode. I just smiled and was like, this is good. Yeah. I mean, literally, I... <laughs> Whenever I take notes on these episodes we watch, I usually divide it into three three sections, which is likes, dislikes, and just kind of general observations. And under dislike, all I have is very little. There's very little to dislike about this episode. What 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 is your very little? I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> you just had to put something down. Is it just? Did you just literally write the word "very little"? <laughs> yeah, I really literally just wrote the two words "very little." That's that's it. <laughs> There, like Gina's crush wasn't in it. I guess that Jimmy that could have been Jimmy. Jimmy could, oh, Jimmy. Jimmy could dance. There's an Ooh. episode with dancing with no Jimmy. That's that's a big one. Yeah, Jimmy Pesto. That's a good point. We are we are clearly nitpicking at this point. Though. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a that is a deep cut. That is I need my reoccurring character every episode for some fucking reason. The thing that I love about Bob's Burgers though is looking into the special guests and who they're voicing because it's not like The Simpsons where like. You know, Jimmy Carter or uh, uh, or Bob Hope will play themselves, right? Those are good current cultural references, <laughs> yeah. Brian. Oh, I know. <laughs> the, the reason The Simpsons like also sucks with celebrity stuff is they like need to make sure you know the celebrity is like on The Simpsons and playing around with the jokes, right? Like, uh, there's like a tweet I saw. So I'm sorry for ninjing this tweet, but of like. Oh, look, it's the professional gamer, Ninja. I didn't know you knew Mo. Shut up, bud. I'm trying to get, like, a solo win. Like, that's every <laughs> Simpsons episode with a celebrity. Yeah. It's just like, wow, Major League Baseball player and current home run leader, Miguel Cabrera, appearing on this episode. Bob's Burgers <laughs> doesn't care about that. In this episode, we had Zach Galifianakis. We had, oh, sh- Henry Winkler. And we had, oh, I can't remember, uh, Kevin Klein. Klein, thank you. Yes. And a couple other, like, smaller comedians and stuff like that. But still, like, none of what John just said. Like, oh, my God, it's Kevin Klein. No, he's, you know, Mr. Fish Elder. Fish Elder. Fish Elder? Yes, Fish Elder. Fish And Zach Galifianakis is his brother. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you, you make a good point is that it's it's very understated. This is definitely one of those episodes that I have watched every year since it originally aired and i always forget who's in this episode because it's always just so understated and they play the characters so well they're not playing themselves and so you have to really you're like man that sounds familiar who is that mm-hmm. uh like every time i always think zach galifianakis in this episode is pat Oswalt for some reason <laughs> um which is not a knock against either one no, of them. It's just no, like it's just, oh. the role is very interchangeable. Yeah, very mellow about their voices that right. you'd be like, oh, who who's going for it there? Right, but that's like the nice thing. That's what I love about Bob's Burgers is that they're going for the joke, not for the recognition. Yeah, Chris, how much is doing this podcast with us like being Mister Mister Fish Odor playing a bourbon song while your brother sexually <laughs> dances, <laughs> and you have to keep him? You have to keep us PG thirteen. Uh... Is that what you feel every day? It's my party. I'll be naughty. <laughs> I mean, you raise a very good point that uh, I hadn't thought of it that way. But now that you mention it, I mean, it is very much like that, where I'm just trying to play the piano here and having to pause the keys every now and then to uh, tell you to cut it out. 
<laughs> I need to learn that song on piano. I have to. That song, which is... If we can just talk about that song for a minute. The Spirit of Christmas, for those listening, is the song we're talking about. Yes, and it is this wonderful carol that Mr. Fishoder plays at the beginning of his portion of the Nice Capades. Uh, And it's all just about how much he loves drinking bourbon and other liquors at the holidays. And I tear up almost every time I hear it because... That's, to me, the, the holidays have started. Yeah, that's my point from earlier, that we are now into the, oh, we're all just drinking with family. That's Christmas now that we've gotten older without kids. And it's so much fun. Hell yeah, brother. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I get stumble drunk for Christmas. <laughs> oh, man. We do Cousins Christmas at uh, Grandma's house every year we can. Just get all the cousins together. And we get drunk with Nana. It's as simple as that. <laughs> God damn it. It is phenomenal. <laughs> we just do it. Normal Christmas day. You show up at noon. You bring your case of beer. You get in that basement. And you start drinking. Yep. <laughs> yep. My Chris, Christmas Eve is my is my drunk time. Christmas day, there's too much going on. But Christmas Eve, grandma's house. And my grandma's husband, I think I already mentioned on the podcast before. Uh, he always has some very nice heavy beers the central water bourbon barrel series if you've ever had the pleasure of drinking those and uh so yeah i just have about three or four of those and uh, occasionally pop in and watch uh, it's a wonderful life while it's airing on nbc and uh that's a really nice evening for me yep central waters is the only good part about central wisconsin as a whole so like as drink their beer it's all they got (laughs) everything else there everything else there's actual hell if you need to know something about Wisconsin that's more than Spotted Cow, Central Waters has some very good signature beers if you want to branch out and uh, get something that is boozy and delicious. I mean, there's like good beers in the bigger cities and one good brewery in Green Bay, too. Every city's got a good brewery. You just got to find it. None in Utah, weirdly. Bullshit. Zero good. Yeah. Fuck you. Zero yeah. good beers from Utah. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Also, none from the Minneapolis suburbs. I'm not defending that one. Yeah, go ahead. You can go ahead and trash Minneapolis suburbs. I won't defend them. Okay, okay. Well, that's no fun for me then. Yeah, sorry. Chris, do you want to tell us about the time when you spent, similar to Ted, your parts of your youth following the ice capades <laughs> to find yourself? <laughs> to find myself? Yeah. You know, everyone goes through that at some point in their life. And, you know, for me, it was uh, shortly after college. I uh, was in a new city and had a lot of free time because I didn't have too many friends. And so I was like, hey, why don't I go check this out? And then something just clicked within me. And, you know, I had the time, I had the money, I had the means. So just from city to city, I'd, I'd follow them around and just watch the marvels of their, their ice dancing. And you found it pleasurable otherwise you wouldn't have gone back or pleasing i, I think pleasure pleasurable might be too sexual yeah, let's let's go okay all right i can play along with a bit but if you want to start using words like pleasurable i'm gonna need to <laughs> pause the piano and and rein you in pleasing what about it did you find pleasing chris you stepped on that yes and pretty hard there brian yeah uh, we were getting a we were getting a good npr thing going and then you just fucking <laughs> i'm still heated over saying you saying there's no good beer in utah we just got five percent here fuck 
(laughs) (laughs) Fucking child's play. I know, I know. Oh, my God. Maybe 10 years from now, you guys play your cards right, you might get a stout. (laughs) Uh, I'm sending you a stout, man. I need your address. We're on air, Brian. (laughs) Not now. It's not going to be like fucking Star Trek. We're just going to show up at your desk. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Though. Yeah, it'd be yeah, a lot right? cooler if you did, bud. Fuck. <laughs> Who do you think was the nicest child? Ooh, overall? Man, I mean, it's a toss-up between Tina and Jean. I'm going to go with Tina, because her heart was in the right place, even if she didn't execute properly. While Jean, as he said, st- or as Tina mentioned, still loved those burnt chicken nuggets. That caused the tornado, right? Yeah, he prevented a tornado by eating chicken yeah, nuggets. Yeah, that's it. Well, is. are we talking about the real stories that the children had, or are we talking about the exaggerated stories that they performed? I don't know what the difference. I would say, like, you can you can, you can can draw from both, but, like, <laughs> I do think when you're, like, a little shitty 10-year-old, man, and, like, school lunch is all you got, like, giving away giving away taco days, that's, pretty, that's a pretty big move. It's not even a big Rudy. Just regular size Rudy. I remember looking up to, like, the big days in the lunchroom and yeah that's a big move of him what were the best hot lunches at your school what were the big days for you guys it was chicken nugget day was like circle the calendars top tier get get ready no doubt fucking get the get the chicken nuggets get the cheese dipping sauce yep get those crinkle cut french fries hell yeah brother yeah chicken patty day really another classic yeah that's a strong one Hamburger day was hamburger day was like B tier. Hamburger day was okay. Yeah, it was B tier while the grade meat was D tier. Hey. <laughs> well, I think the real question is like, what was the dreaded school lunch for you guys? The dreaded school lunch? Yeah, like what was oh, like yeah. the the oh, garbo like, stuffed crust pizza fire? day without the pizza? It was just a stuffed crust. Oh. <laughs> it's like a little cheese hot pocket. It's like shitty mozzarella sticks. We had turkey gravy. You get like mashed potatoes with like (laughs) gravy with like hunks of turkey in it. Yikes. And that is like, I actually like a war crime to do to like a six year old. (laughs) We had a couple, and going to a Catholic school, there are a few that might not be surprising, but we had the Swedish meatballs and Salisbury steak days, both just gross. But then because, again, Catholic school. So you can't serve any meat in your hot lunch on Fridays during Lent. So it was always alternated for, you know, Lent's 40 days. So that's like six weeks of hot lunch, always alternating back and forth between grilled cheese and fish sticks every other week. And it was just the worst. So glad I went to secular public school for wholesome education. (laughs) (laughs) Chili days were bad. Never liked oh, the chili. I don't think they ever cursed us with chili at, oh, yeah. at my no. grade school. Yeah, we got oh, chili. Man. But, I uh, remember it. God, I just got a whole lot of fond memories when John brought up Chicken Patty Day. Dude, yeah, that was like that was like the go for thirds if you can. That yeah. was like the Chicken Nuggets Day and Chicken Patty Day were the days they put the limiters on for you. <laughs> and they're like, you can have four of these. You can have four chicken patties. That is all you get. the chicken patty fond memories for me always go straight back to our time at college and the chicken dipper sandwiches oh Mm. those those are always bomb for me which if our listeners are not familiar was our college had a main station 
with some servers behind it and they had probably five or six large bowls just filled with different sauces so you had your barbecue uh, your honey mustard your ranch etc and they would take a uh, round fried chicken patty and then you tell them which one you want them to dunk it in and they just dunk it in and then they put it on a bun for you yeah it boy delicious sounds good <laughs> yeah, but like the the calf at that college was like pretty solid. Like when you would visit other colleges and go to their cafeterias, low like B tier, B tier calves, man. Oh my God, Sodexo, uh, way to go, schnorks. ruining the nation. Way to go, Schnorgs. Oh yeah, I mean they they like nowadays routinely win awards for having one of the best cafeterias. All because uh, Brett Favre bought him an ice ice cream machine. Yeah, that's all it takes. That's where it starts, man. I miss the old cafeteria, though, before it got renovated senior year. It's a good cafeteria. I had already left. I know. John had already abandoned us at that point. That's why everything pales in comparison, John. You're just not at the table. Yeah, I wasn't just over there, just hanging out. <laughs> Brian, what would you buy? What would you buy Chris's nephew for to, to go out? From this, like, this episode. Ooh. Uh, Wait, what? Probably one of the chicken. Buying Santa's nephew a gift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't have a nephew. Yeah, fuck off, Chris. Pretend. Yes, and. Come on. Buddy. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. You're forgetting one of the central rules. Uh, I would get him one of the nugget costumes from the Nice Capades. <laughs> <laughs> Those costumes fucking slap. <laughs> <laughs> the real question is, what calendar did Bob end up buying oh. Santa's nephew? No, calendars. Didn't he mention it was plural? Yeah, but those are accurate calendars, which is a little disappointing because you can't. The naked lady calendar store was store was already probably closed. Probably, probably. These really. are just very precise calendars. This episode had one of the key things that I love about an excellent Bob's Burgers episode, and that's one of the Belchers trying to explain their side of whatever's going on to an indifferent person giving them a blank stare, which is what happened when the Belcher kids were talking to Santa about why they were good this year. And it was great. (laughs) It's just this little subtle thing of just watching someone get talked at for like 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, can we just talk about how good Henry Winkler is as Santa in this episode? I oh, mean, he does, like, it's it's all the hallmarks of what make a Henry Winkler character so good, which is, like, kind of indifferent, kind of just a little bit outside of where everyone else is operating, and just, like, very calming, but also a little bit of just... Getting little digs in at you, too. (laughs) Oh, but Santa's got this knot in his back that's almost gone. I also like, to to your point, Brian, I loved Bob in this episode. Like, this, (laughs) this episode is not about Bob in any way, shape, or form. But what I loved about this is Louise continuing to not exactly tell him to shut up, but basically tell him to shut up that he doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to how Santa operates. (laughs) And Bob just going over in his head mentally, like you see it working, which is like why like the pauses and the editing and the animation all work so well together. Like going over in his head, like, okay, I could continue to explain this, but I would need to keep coming up with excuses about how Santa works, even though I know... I'm Santa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'll just let you kids do whatever you want because that's easier for me than to try and work my way out of this. 
H. John Benjamin is awesome as a voice actor, just because he can do that so frequently with, like, any character he's voicing. Like, you can just... He, he sells that, like, just dramatic, dumbfounded pause so good of just, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> like they, like when obviously can't act but like it's just his weird tone just works for me man yeah yeah big yeah. archer guy big bobs guy yeah and i think i i think that's it, it kind of goes back to what i was saying at the beginning of this too where it's like i think all that stuff with bob is what works on that multi-tiered level where you could watch this with kids like the kids will get invested with this because oh no will the belcher kids get presents from santa like that very basic level and then the adults can appreciate all the adult stuff going on with bob and Mm -hmm. like okay how does santa really work and that sort of stuff so i I, again it's just what makes this episode so good is you just have this well-roundedness uh and working on multiple levels i need to go back and watch this whole series now, just so I can see how many more interactions there are with the arts and crafts store in the town, because <laughs> that was easily the best part, if solely for the line, oh, we're going to have a big felt sale on the December 27th, aren't we, Jim? Oh, yeah. Tell him, Jim. Huge felt sale, because you don't need it then. <laughs> I just love that, like, we really need another arts and crafts store, just like. That is a small town, though, man. That shit happens. <laughs> kind of for real. Like, you just have, like, one garbage store you have to deal with. Looking at you, hardware store and Crivets. <laughs> Looking Well, now you gotta tell right your hardware store story. at you. Nah, man, they just, they just aren't good. Oh, <laughs> they right. just don't do a good, they just don't do a good job. Don't have competitors. Is it an Ace Hardware affiliate? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they they hate Bob for some reason? I forgot what it is, but it's yeah, like... I forget the origins of it. And I know that they show up in um, I think th- they show up in another Christmas episode, at least one other, maybe multiple ones, uh, where they I think they like steal an ornament from Linda or something when they have a big party at the at the diner. Like that could easily be a deleted scene, and, and the fact that they kept it in there <laughs> just like makes it all that much better. It's really the closest we get to a B-plot in this episode is, like, that one little scene. Because that was the other thing I loved about this episode is you mentioned at the beginning, John, like, this, there's there's not a lot of extraneous stuff happening. Much like why I liked our previous episode with Homestar Runner so much. Like, this is, there's no real B-plot in this episode. It is pretty much just all about the kids and there's just no extra fluff that doesn't really add anything everything is just driving towards this one narrative yeah but this had jokes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it, did. That was, it did that was pretty good that was really funny for me i like i like when my comedies are funny you know i think i think there if if there is a b plot it's if teddy's gonna get <laughs> discovered as a non-jewish hockey player <laughs> <laughs> i really love i <laughs> Love the like, oh, it's not Christmas Eve for us. Just had a great Hanukkah, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> and no one responds. Like, Just acting, acting like a guy who hasn't seen a movie talking about a movie. <laughs> acting like Brian who hasn't seen Memento. <laughs> I, I'm not pretending like I've seen Memento, though. Mm, yeah. I know it's good, well, but. It's still egregious. 
<laughs> All right, fine. We got three movies to watch now for the for the Patriot, okay? We've got The Town. <laughs> we got Clute. Now we got Memento. I think we only really have Clute, personally. <laughs> yeah. No, fuck, watch Memento. Just... Everyone watch, everyone pause this, watch Memento, come back for a surprise. Good job watching Memento, I'm yeah. proud of you. Yeah, pa- Hold on, no, 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 let's do this over again, because we didn't include <laughs> okay, okay, the audio okay. clue. Okay, all right, now pause this podcast and go watch Memento. Three, two, one. Great job watching Memento. Cool flick, Yeah, really right? proud of you. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Really, I hope you... Learn nothing because it's a Christopher Nolan movie. You don't learn from those, but like, it's well acted. That's cool. Yeah, it's got a little clever twist. It's fun. <laughs> it's almost as well acted as this episode of Bob's Burgers. Ooh. Hey, hey, Chris, can you can you cut this part back into the front of the the podcast? Maybe. Ready, ready. Welcome to the Yuletide TV podcast. What's your name? Three, two, one. That's a cool name. Are you ready to talk about Bob's Burgers? Yay! <laughs> we'll save that for our door of the Explorer Christmas episode, Brian. Oh, no. I appreciate the effort. That's, that's got to be something we do in season two. That's Yuletide TV Kids Podcast, actually, where um, I have to derail the show by talking about, like, Sean Mendez and The Land Before Time or something. I don't know. I don't know what kids like these days. I hope they still like <laughs> That's your combination? Time. I was like, <laughs> I don't like... know children. <laughs> wow, man, where do we go? <laughs> <laughs> where do we go now? Yeah. Well, I don't know. If we don't have anything else to say, let's not say anything else. Yeah, this episode was too likable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like... not enough to talk about because it's all positive. It's all thumbs up. I think, you know, we could talk about, in addition to just being a great song overall, out of the episodes we've watched, this probably has the best singing we've had in anything we've watched so far. Better than New Girl, better than Frasier. Mm-hmm. And it's from Kevin Klein. Who knew? Uh, anyone who's seen The Road to El Dorado, Brian. Oh, which I have not. added to the list. Oh, man. Go watch The Road to El Dorado. It probably doesn't hold up that well from a cultural appropriation standpoint, but it was fun when I was a kid. Listen, we just got to make some acceptances on our childhood here that a lot of it is going to not hold up on that frame. Yeah. <laughs> And we just kind of have to go with it. <laughs> oh, God, wasn't that like, wasn't that a nice thing about this episode, too? There's literally nothing problematic about it, I guess. Maybe Teddy pretending to be Jewish, but <laughs> even then, no. I think that's more Teddy's problem. Like, that's not like offensive. <laughs> right. Like, we don't have to we don't have to defend this episode. I think the thing that's funny about that, too, is like Teddy's afraid to be found out. And it's like. Teddy, what's going to happen if they find out? Right. <laughs> like, no one's going to kick you off this hockey team. <laughs> I, I think, too, it's not so much a, the, the most of, like offensive level it gets at is, like John said, it's like someone trying to pretend they've seen a movie when they haven't and talk about it. And that's just more annoying. What are you talking about? No, it's like that. Like, he's just saying that this episode has no offense in it. Like, the worst right. thing on it would be, like, someone... That's Teddy. Teddy is the guy who's oh, pretending to. Okay, he's okay, talking okay. about a movie he's not seen, pretending like he's yes. seen it. 
Yes, I see. I see. You were still. I thought you were bringing up a new point. You were tying it back to the point I made. I got. Yeah, you. I think they wouldn't kick Teddy off the team because he's like they know they they all for sure know. Like that's I think the bet because when he's like said a great con- Hanukkah hat like didn't we guys? They're all just like eh, not really correct time framing, but okay, they're super chief. And like, but you know what? Teddy's six four, man. Yeah, I was gonna say, stands to reason he's probably a pretty good hockey player to a degree. That's a hell of a defenseman. Yeah. I also really liked the Nuggets. Um, this is like a dumb thing to really like, but I dug it. I liked the Nuggets hand gesticulations while like moving the pianos out and shit like that. The Nuggets were so graceful. You go, Jewish hockey team. You go, Mighty Schmucks. Mighty Schmucks also incredible joke. <laughs> yeah that was that was good also they they play it in later too with uh linda's joke about the lighting oh, a couple of schmucks <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's great it's it's elite it's it's we we learned relatively early on that this podcast is hard when we like like something and all agree about it and then we end up talking about school lunch for 10 minutes but like it's a very relatable point john yeah I'm, I'm I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying this episode rules. It's so good. It makes the podcast not have us argue. Yeah. Yeah. It's real good. And the one thing I will say is uh, just just to kind of maybe wrap up the discussion, too, is that you can literally watch any Bob's Burger episode about Christmas and you're going to have a good time. There's Christmas in the car. There's the one with, uh, I believe it's Bill Hader trying to find a mannequin he believes is his wife. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's uh, the one, this is maybe two years ago, where they like go f- like find a Christmas rave by accident. Like They're all bangers. They just all kill. So you really can't go wrong. I want to take it a step further and say any holiday-themed Bob's Burgers episode is excellent. Halloween. Valentine's Day, St. Pat's, you name it, Lobster Fest. They're all great. Yeah, big, big proponents of Bob's Burgers over here. This, they have like a formula, like not even of like how to write an episode, but just like how characters interact, which yeah. is like so much better than the formula of like how to like make these jokes happen. They just like, okay, like every, Bob's doing a thing. He's very proud of it and like wants it to do well, but everyone's going to make fun of it. That's how Bob works. Like, Louis must steal her scheme. Gene will fart. Tina will weird. God bless. Very, very well done. Harmonized, even. Beautiful. <laughs> okay, wait. Ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> it kind of reminds me of inward singing. Ah, damn! I was hoping right. you just keep going. <laughs> and I'm never fucking stop because I'm always fucking singing. <laughs> All right, Chris, you can you can conclude the episode. I promise I won't sing a tenacious D song again. So oh, beautiful. Thank you. I have the voice of an angel and the face to match. Ladies. <laughs> Can confirm. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it might be a little bit obvious at this point, but 
for the sake of being consistent with what we do on this podcast, let's give this episode of Christmas Television a rating. And we have three ways we can rate it, which is Christmas Classic, a pair of socks, or a lump of coal. Gentlemen, what are we calling this one? This is uh, 10 out of 10 burnt chicken nuggets. There, it's a it's a holiday tornado of nugget fun. So I, I'm I'm assuming those are both your stand-ins for Christmas classic. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one out of one saved horseshoe crabs, <laughs> <laughs> and it's got all of its legs. <laughs> yes, I, absolutely, hundred percent consensus on this one. Christmas classic, uh, no holds bar. Again, fun for the whole family. Very Christmassy, very funny, very easy to pop in and out of. Like, this could stand alone as a Christmas special. I think it's got a really nice message to it, too. Like, when Louise finally kind of has her moment of realization on the ice that, like, okay, I just got to, like, be honest with myself here. I think that's just such a nice moment for that character and just a nice moment to bring the episode to a close in general that, that's just that Christmas sweetness you want without being overly sentimental. I'll tell you what, this episode deserves a great white under the tree. No? Okay. No, sorry. I, I, you, okay, you, okay. The, your tone on that was throwing me off. I thought it, you were almost posing a question and you were going to answer it yourself, mm. and then I realized you were just saying a statement. And yeah. uh, so yeah. that's, that's why I, I did oh. not bring it together but yes that is a good reference to something that happened in the episode (laughs) thank you john thank you hey chris good good ending synopsis way to take it serious (laughs) because you are the only one that's what people come here for is me being too serious about christmas television i mean this was seriously good oh man this is where we are that was i wasted all my i Dude, I wasted all my last 10 like 20 ago. Yeah. So this is going to go real weird if we keep it up, but I won't. <laughs> I think we can I think we can cut to the chase here as uh, I think we're done talking about Bob's Burgers. So that means we can tell people what we're going to watch next time. Hey. How about that? Oh yeah. Hit well, me with it. I hope you're ready to have your minds blown because we're going to discover the truth about the real Santa with help from Fresh Off the Boat which you can find on Hulu. Cool. I've never watched or heard of this. It is a nice little sitcom on ABC with Constance Wu and Mm -hmm. uh, Randall Park. And, uh, John, I think you might hate it. So uh, we'll (laughs) see. (laughs) I generally like Constance Wu and Randall Park. So Enjoy this last bit of agreeance. Oh. We're going back to indecisiveness next week, Mm. next couple days. It's so hard because I either like these or hate them so much. (laughs) I just want to be happy. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I mean, I think we all do. And I think we want you, the listener, to also be happy. And a really good way to make us happy and maybe to make yourselves feel good, too, is by leaving us a rating on iTunes and uh, subscribing to the podcast and maybe even writing a review. So John and John's mom can feel real good about the time and effort he's spending on this podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 she's been reading all of them and is like just think you guys should work on like your basic grammar a little bit but <laughs> that's okay i still love you 
it's it's the thought that counts but uh grammar's important yes. yeah yeah she's she's a real stickler out there for it because otherwise she just thinks it's john because john has yeah. poor grammar and so i do i do i have like improved grammar from when i country high school dog <laughs> <laughs> If you have any comments about John's grammar or my grammar or Brian's grammar, you can always email us at yuletidetv at gmail.com or leave us a comment on Instagram and Twitter at yuletidetv. I don't think we'll really take anything you say to heart, but, you know. It'll affect me deeply for days. (laughs) Just kidding. We know I can't read. Come on. (laughs) Also, John doesn't have access to the email account, so it's... he, I won't let anything get to him. Yeah, Mister Censor over here, <laughs> just show us all of it. We can take it. I am the censorer. <laughs> oh, it's listen, Brian. If they gave me, if he gave me that email access, they're not. I'm not trapped in there with them. They're trapped in there with me. <laughs> <laughs> that is all too true. <laughs> uh, so. Until next time, I hope you all enjoy a nice glass of bourbon. I've been Chris. I have been Brian. I'm John. We're glad you're still alive. Yes, we are. Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com. Oh, bourbon. Bourbon, bourbon, bourbon. On gin. On vodka. On tonic and gin. Take me back to the... Oh, fuck. How's it go? Let the North Pole dance and begin. It's my party. I'll be naughty. Going to get lit as a tree. tree. (laughs) (laughs) Something, something. Merry Christmas to me. Oh! I do love that opening. Last presents delivered. And the snow outside's getting thicker. So let's open, open that, that bottle, bottle of liquor. Oh, bourbon, take me home. home.